everyone, and welcome to the Becker's Health IT Revenue Cycle Virtual Event. I'm Mackenzie Bean, Managing Editor with Becker's Hospital Review, and I'll be your moderator for today's fireside chat with Dr. Megan Ranney, Director of the Brown Lifespan Center for Digital Health. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Ranney. It's my pleasure to be here, Mackenzie. Wonderful. So we have a great discussion slated for us today talking about what really makes an innovator and how healthcare organizations can build strong innovation teams. But before we get into that, do you mind telling us just a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. So I am a practicing emergency physician um, at Lifespan Hospitals, as well as an associate professor of emergency medicine at Brown. And I direct our Brown Lifespan Center for Digital Health, which is really an academic medical center hub um, for innovation and dissemination of digital health products that make a difference. Um, we have a focus on equity and vulnerable populations in our development and dissemination and try to inform our work both with really good research, I'm an NIH-funded researcher myself, but also with great partnerships um, with both industry and community and patient groups. Wonderful. Well, looking forward to hearing more about your experiences at the center. Um, but before we get into some of those questions, I think we should first define innovation, which, as we all know, can be a common buzzword. Um, so what do you think it really means in healthcare, or how, how do you define it at your organization? It's a great question. I think that innovation is one of those almost overused words right now. Everybody says that everything is innovative, and it's actually part of the reason we didn't put it in the title for our Center for Digital Health. Um, but we think about innovation as occurring when you facilitate collisions of ideas and hopes and frustrations among a wide cross-section of people. So the idea of innovation is that you take ideas or um, possibilities from disparate segments of society, bring them together, and create novel solutions. Um, things that would not have existed were those ideas or frustrations um, existing uh, in isolation. Um, innovation should be something that is collaborative, it should be something that really pushes the boundaries, um, and it should hopefully be something that also works, although we're big subscribers to the idea that you can also fail fast and that sometimes it's through failure that you create the most um, impactful ideas. I think that's helpful context to know. And based on that definition, based on that definition, excuse me, what do you think really makes an innovator to go along with the title of this session? So what makes an innovator is first and foremost openness. Um, you know, there's this book that I read a few years back by Henry Timms and Jeremy Tiemann that talks about the ideas of old power versus new power. And innovation is all about new power. It's about these values of being non-authoritarian, about crowdsourcing and kind of the maker or do-it-yourself community. Um, to be an innovator, you have to be committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, and the idea of making sure that all perspectives are present. And you have to be willing to stretch your own boundaries, to allow people to propose things that sound off the wall at first, and then to explore um, whether or where they make sense. You also have to be able to create coalitions um, and community uh, because uh, otherwise you're just kind of a mad scientist off dreaming in a lab. A true innovator is someone who not just comes up with great ideas, but can also bring together the team to make it happen. 
I think that's a great point. You know, you need that, as you said, like that new power, the do-it-yourself spirit, um, that openness, but also um, the collaborative nature of innovation, I think is an interesting point to add. Um, so let's talk about not only um, an individual innovator, but innovation teams. What would you say are some of the qualities or characteristics of a strong innovation team? So a strong innovation team should have multiple diverse perspectives. And I mean diverse in every sense of the word. So obviously goes without saying that you should have the diversity of race and ethnicity, diversity of gender, diversity of sexual orientation, um, diversity of kind of background. That's kind of the sine qua non of a great innovation team. But you should have also have diversity in professional perspectives. So for instance, at the Center for Digital Health, we have not just physicians and, and um, psychologists, we have anthropologists, engineers, computer scientists, people from for-profit business. Um, we have patients and community health advocates. Um, folks on profits. It is that um, diversity in every sense of the word. I, and I should also say kind of old versus young, right? You want some folks that are further along in their career or in their years. You also want uh, high schoolers and kids in college um, to help contribute. And it's through um, that wide variety of life experiences, perspectives, professional and personal outlooks that you can create those collisions of ideas that can transform the way that we imagine or deliver um, healthcare and help to promote health. I think that's a great point. Diversity in really so many different ways, um, you know, really allows for that broad range of ideas that are needed for an innovation team. So I'm curious to hear more about how you actually built um, the team at the Digital Health Center. Um, what, sort of, what process was it like in terms of recruitment and retaining employees on that team? That's a great question. Um, it has been organic, um, as well as a little bit strategic. Um, the organic part is that, of course, in order to fund a team, you need to create streams of funding. And so you pursue them wherever they exist, whether it's industry partnership, whether it's federal grants, um, whether it is foundation grants, um, or whether it's finding other sources of money like philanthropy. Um, you have to kind of go with the flow of the current important ideas. You know, right now we're doing a lot of work on COVID, um, as well as a lot of work on violence, which are two longstanding issues for the, the second is a longstanding issue of interest to the team. The first, COVID, is obviously a new one. Um, but in addition to creating those funding streams, you also have to be strategic about who you need on the team. So recognizing where there are holes in that kind of full spectrum of diversity that I talked about before, who is it that you need to bring on? You know, you may have, again, a bunch of great researchers, but you need some folks that are implementers or um, have business acumen, or you mean someone just with organizational skill or media communications expertise. And so having strategy there is critical. But I will say that our team is still constantly growing and fluxing, um, depending on what we're working on at the moment. And the team also depends very much on all of us. I have a um, leadership team of about 10, 15 people. Um, who are just critical in bringing in um, new members as well as helping to define uh, what we need to go towards next. Perfect. Um, so what would you say are some common pitfalls or things you'd encourage health systems to avoid when it comes to recruiting and retaining great innovators? 
So uh, the first and biggest thing is expect is to not expect a quick return on investment. Innovation is something that occurs on the side in a sandbox. In an ideal world, it can help inform the day-to-day -day delivery of healthcare. But if you want is quick, if what you want is quick implementation of new ideas in order to meet your bottom line, that's not best served by an innovation team. You might want a chief digital officer or a strategy officer or a patient experience officer. An innovation team should be free to do discovery, um, validate um, and uh, new programs and create great partnerships without having to watch um, that kind of month by month or year by year ROI. Now, in the longer term, you can hopefully provide that, um, but if you create too strict of a metrics, you're gonna have trouble retaining people. The second thing is, is to make sure that there are adequate resources or motivation um, for innovators within the system to join the innovation team. One of the things we've spent a lot of time thinking about at our center is how to uh, encourage and facilitate participation in our work by clinicians, researchers, faculty, and again, those business and community partners, um, knowing that our funding stream really depends on our success um, in changing health outcomes, but also knowing that some of the best innovation and partnership isn't necessarily driven by a monetary payment, but rather by the um, promise of having an impact. And so as a health system sets up an innovation team, it's really essential to think about what are those rewards? Where are the places where you could allow the innovation team to work in real time to change clinical care or to change public health? Um, and, and how could you create opportunities for your innovation team to create, to really scale, you know, one of our four pillars is scaling for impact. So thinking through how do you make it easy for your innovation team to do that? whether it's thinking through tech transfer or sponsored research agreements um, or creating um, easy ways for your innovation team to meet up and coming or established um, industry partners. Great, so it sounds like, you know, super important to establish sort of the strategy of your innovation team or center when you're creating and really thinking through what benefits you hope to get from it. Mm -hmm. Perfect, so the next question for you is, just what kills creative thinking on an innovation team? You know, what can just immediately shut it down to avoid? So that, that first thing of kind of metrics that are too quick, um, the need to demonstrate uh, a certain type of ROI in too short of a time frame is gonna be one of the first things that shuts down creativity. Because if you know that you have to balance your budget at the end of year one, there's no way that you're gonna be able to take those creative risks that may lead to the greatest um, developments. The second thing is lack of interdisciplinary um, expertise, or again, going back to my earlier answer, that lack of diversity in experience and perspectives absolutely shuts down creativity. Um, we are all most successful when we are in that mishmash of, of ideas and um, energy. And so if, if you don't if you create a team that's just filled with the same people and label it innovation, you're not going to get creativity out of it. Um, and the last thing is to recognize that, you know, you talk about like the stories of Ben Franklin or Einstein or Mozart and all of their greatest innovations or creativity came on the back of decades of work, right? Innovation does not occur in a vacuum. It occurs because it has a bedrock of great science or great operations expertise or great community um, partnerships that have set 
the um, stage for innovation to happen. And so the third thing that I think can really kill creativity is to expect people to go off and be creative without them having that underlying foundation of um, pre-existing good science or business expertise or, or community partnerships. Um, you really can only build uh, great things if you have some sort of a, a starting point um, that's based in reality to, to go from. That makes a lot of sense. Um, perfect. Well, Dr. Annie, um, you've already shared so many great thoughts with us today. It's been um, really interesting hearing about the Digital Health Center. Um, before we log off today, I just want to give you one last opportunity to share just one or two key takeaways about building a strong innovation team that our audience members can bring back and share with their own organizations. So the biggest takeaway is that I would hope that you all will take back to share with your own uh, organizations are first, if your healthcare organization is really serious about innovation, they have to invest. Um, again, whether it's through philanthropy, whether through helping you to get grants, um, or through uh, partnerships with nonprofits and with foundations, um, it is absolutely essential to have that financial and time commitment to allow the creativity to happen. And the second big thing is to make sure that the innovation team represents a true diversity of opinions and experiences. Um, and, and the third thing is, as we've talked about, is uh, those metrics, um, making sure that the innovation team is set up to succeed um, with metrics that reflect creativity and um, output. Failures may be an acceptable output um, and, and not to hold you to traditional ROI in too short of a time frame. Wonderful. Well, Dr. Annie, thank you again so much for your time and remarks today. Um, and thank you to our audience for taking some time out of your day to be part of the Becker's Health IT and RCM virtual panel. Please be sure to check out our other great sessions during the event. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, or feedback. Otherwise, thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you at future Becker's events.